it's me, Becca, here with Ghost Emoji, and also Taylor's here. Say hi, Taylor. Hello. And today, we're going to talk about Hollow Earth. I just want to say, when you first introduced yourself, or when you said howdy, folks, I thought you were going to do a big text impression. Nah. (laughs) Howdy, folks. No, this is me now. Welcome to the State Fair of Texas. We just always say, hey, friends, and I was like... Or hello, friends. And I was just like, you know what? Today's the day. We're going to try something new. And I probably won't do it ever again, but... I'll always remember this day. This Texas Becca. June the 12th. Yeehaw! Mark your calendars. Call it Yeehaw Day. (laughs) I know. Actually, when this one comes out, it won't be exactly on the day, but it's going to be coming up on our our two-year anniversary. Mm, Two years? Yeah, can you believe it? I think, I want to say June 20th was when our first episode came out. I could be wrong, but I know. Two whole loops around the sun. What the fuck have we done with <laughs> Oh, no. I don't know. Time is inescapable. We've done lots of things. I mean, we're, you're always hurtling towards oblivion, but, you know, we've done some shit. It's okay. <laughs> Please don't remind me that I age. <laughs> that time progresses. It's fine. Just don't think about that. Think about the Earth. The hollow, hollow Earth. Did you see Godzilla? No. There's definitely some hollow Earth stuff in that. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Okay. It was actually, like, my favorite part of the whole movie. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to see it, but I know you and Ryan kind of weren't huge fans and I feel like Ryan especially is uh my go-to authority on Godzilla so I was like I've only got so many credits at Cinemark how should I spend them I mean don't get me wrong like I enjoyed it but there were times where I was like will this movie end ever (laughs) so so. (laughs) that's not a good take (laughs) okay so I loved all the stuff with the monsters it was just all the people stuff where I was like I don't Shh, I don't care. And Mark, if anybody else saw it, Mark can get fucked. That's all I got to say. Take him out. He does not need to be in this movie. Okay. I'm throwing the gauntlet down. (laughs) Oh my god. Anyways, let's talk about Hollow Earth. Alright. Hollow Earth. Uh, Sources for today are... I really mainly took it from this one article on Atlas Obscura called The Hollow Earth is filled with giants, Germans, and a little sun. <laughs> what a title. I know. I mean, they really get to the heart of it pretty quick, which I can always appreciate. We're hurtling towards oblivion. We only have so many moments. What about giant suns and little Germans? No, that's not this one. That's our next podcast. <laughs> what it, what constitutes a what constitutes a giant German? No, I, I think it's giants... Comma, Germans, and a little sun. Well, then I I don't care as much. (laughs) Uh, And then there was just like an article on medium.com by Alexa Duxworth that had a little supplemental bit about Admiral Richard Byrd. And we'll get to him. Damn, Duxworth (laughs) and Byrd. What names? I'm so jealous to have a, a cool last name. Your possible last name is cool i think but i can understand it's kind of annoying to have to put on paperwork it has both a space and a period in it but it's cool 
You can have it. It's so many, so many consonants next to each other. No vowels, just one. I love a good consonant. I don't know what to tell you. It's such a fucking mess. Uh, I still like. I'm so mad that uh, I finally was like, I I want to just hyphenate, and then I thought about it, and I was like, our name would look like a router password, and not in a good way. Hollow Earth. Let's stay on track, Becca. Jeez. So, what? Excuse you. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm always on track. I never get off on tangents. Okay. I don't know why you lie to me like that. I've never lied once in my whole life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, modern science says that Earth is an unbroken series of layers, crusts, and liquid magma surrounding a dense, hot core. Don't like, say it that way! I feel like I'm talking about, like, a lava cake. Hot core. Gross. I don't know. I was That was my science voice. I don't know why you're making I it I felt sexual. like you were channeling a sex voice, which I, I did not want. I love science. I love science. <laughs> science! I love big, hot, throbbing science. Stop! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop. This is like when you said that thing in the car. No. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make you laugh. I didn't know it hurt you so much. Uh. It's okay. Let's okay. We'll calm. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. <sighs> Not everyone is convinced that the Earth is just a a solid rock. It's hard. <laughs> planet in the 17th is the whole thing gonna be like this (laughs) no i'm just kidding i'm getting the sillies out okay i'm getting the sillies out please (laughs) we can't keep doing this (laughs) taylor please (laughs) okay i'm all done i'm all done okay all right so in the 17th century, some of the leading scientific minds got the bright idea that our planet is actually hollow, which every time I read that, I just keep thinking of those Wonder Balls. Do you remember mm-hmm. those? Yeah. What's in a Wonder Ball? Yeah, like they're chocolate on the outside, and then they're just full of Smarties, which are Disappointing. Bad, but, yeah. you know, whatever. They Didn't they have like a Lion King themed one? I think that was kind of their thing. Lion King, I think there was a lot of different IPs. Mix it up with those Wonder Balls. Probably, like, some Rugrats. You yeah, probably. Get your Aladdins, your Spongebobs. The Spongebobs. <laughs> All right, so, even now, not in the 17th century, there's a small bastion of hollow earth <laughs> believers who fight to validate their ideas through books, websites, meetings, and some extremely ambitious travel plans. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And of those people from the present day, not 17th century, is Rodney Clough, author of World Top Secret, Our Earth is Hollow. He does think the Earth is hollow, if you didn't know that. Based on my research, the shell of the Earth is about 800 miles thick from the outside of the inner surface, he says. Are you laughing because I said thick? 
No. Okay. Just, what are you laughing I just, at? You just went into it so enthusiastically. You really channeled him. I was like, man, did you watch an interview with this man? No, this is just my, my Rodney Clough voice. Well, I'm digging it. That's good. <laughs> so half the planet is taken up by surface weight, and then there's empty space, and then suspended in the center of that hollow is an interior sun that is divided by day and night sides. I don't know how you divide a sun like that, but whatever. Uh, the other part of the hollow earth theory is that near the north and south pole are substantial openings that lead into the interior of the earth, according to Rodney. He's wild. I'm going to call him Dr. Rodney. <laughs> Dr. Rodney Cliff. Dr. Rod. <sighs> hollow earth theory sounds like science fiction and is often presented as such in tales like Jules Verne's journey to the center of the earth but some of history's greatest scientists have subscribed to it at one point it seemed downright logical love it possibly the old scientists believed in a lot of stupid shit that's true so possibly the first person to scientifically speculate about a hollow earth was none other than edmund halley of halley's comet fame Haley? is that Haley? is that how Haley's comet is spelled have i never read Haley's comet I don't know. Let's see. Haley's Comet is coming up spelled like that. What the fuck? Why would you spell it that way? I don't know. I'm mad. It's spelled H-A-L-L-E-Y, y'all. I don't know. Talk to Edmund. That looks like a Holly to me. Or a Halley. A Halley. Yeah, it looks like a Halley. Not a Haley. Yeah. Okay, well, um, Edmund Haley of Haley's Comet fame. Is it In actually six- called the Halley's Comet? Are we just... Saying the wrong name? I can't handle this many revelations, <laughs> Taylor. I can't do it. Oh, no. I can't. Let's, let's keep calling it Haley. That's what I'm comfortable with. <laughs> uh, okay. In 1692, Haley theorized that the planet is a series of nested spherical shells spinning in different directions, all surrounding a central core. He also posited that the space between each shell may have had luminous atmospheres capable of supporting life. Okay. That's a lot to take in. <laughs> well, and apparently he came up with all of this to explain, like, anomalies on compasses. Weird. I don't know. I feel like this is, like, the opposite of Occam's razor, where I would just be like, oh, my compass is broken, and he's like, no, you don't understand. The Earth is a bunch of circles <laughs> all spinning around a sun, like in Game of Thrones. <sighs> So Haley's strange idea was expanded upon over the next few centuries until eventually the idea was that the entire interior of the Earth is just one impossibly large cavern. Generally, this new view of the hollow Earth is accompanied with the theory of a small sun that hangs in the very center. I just imagine it's hanging by fishing wire. <laughs> like a little diorama. <laughs> yeah. Creating a lush, livable environment on the flip side of the Earth's surface. According to a number of Hollow Earth websites, this vision was developed among famous mathematicians and scientists such as Leonard Euler in the 18th century and Sir John Leslie in the 19th century, although the sources for these accreditations are not solid. Give me the receipts. Where are the receipts? I feel like in each century there was like one dude that was like, all right, I'll carry this torch. (laughs) I will die on this hill. (laughs) Heel? This Haley's hill? (laughs) Haley's hill? Haley's hill? And then, in 1818, 
the biggest hollow earther of them all, John Cleves Sims Jr. Big Daddy. John <laughs> big, Cleves. Big Daddy John Cleves. <laughs> Daddy Sims. Uh, I guess, but he's a junior, though, so is he baby? Oh, he's baby John Cleves Sims Jr. Oh, the baby. Baby, baby J. Baby John Cleves. He's baby. <laughs> so he published his circular number one. <laughs> Cir- it's all capitalized. Circular number one. Man, these the- people are just really into circles and spheres. They love circles. I don't know. And they love to capitalize weird things. I read part of circular number one, and it's it's all over the place. I don't understand spelling. Is it like reading like a someone's comment section on Facebook where you're like, someone does not know what they're doing with the capitalization, the shift key. They're just, I mean, they capitalize what's important to them. And he loves mm. circles, so. That's fair. So he declared to the world that the earth is hollow, which I was kind of confused by because I thought that we were already on that. But I guess he was like, I want everyone to know that I'm down with hollow earth. Hollow earth is my life, y'all. <laughs> hollow earth is my family. Hollow Earth is my dad. (laughs) That's the senior. (laughs) So Sims was a veteran of the War of 1812, and the article I read made a point to say that he was an unsuccessful trader, as in like a a merchant. I was just like, they just wanted to drag him a little, just a little bit. I guess they were like, so this dude doesn't know what he's talking about, and he can't sell stuff good. Do not buy from this man. this man there's like a a mugshot picture of him in every walmart across the country do not sell to this man do not trade with this man so he was probably like the most famous and successful proponent of hollow earth theory just because he got the most people to follow him i think after the point of it being cool so his vision of the earth's interior was a simplified version of halley slash haley's multi-layered model um but his version had two butt-ass huge holes on the north and south pole where you could get into the hidden world inside. So once got north pole and south pole, got a mouth and a butt. This feels like some sort of, uh, you know, when you, you do like mood boards when you're a teenage girl or a teenager, you don't have to be a girl, but I feel like a lot of my time as a teen girl was spent making mood boards where you're like, this is what I want my dream room to look like. And when they're describing the inside of the earth, that's what this feels like. They're like, there's that big, big sun, but also there's like other circles and they're hanging, but then they also rotate around each other and you're just like, cool. This is the Uh weirdest mood board I've ever seen. (laughs) This is a very specific (laughs) mood board. So my mood board would have like, Bats Maru and some Gundam Wing Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, same. Print off Doge Shins or whatever they're called. Some some very the scrolls. Yeah, some scrolls. Some Sephiroth. Some Squall. Some Sailor Moon. And yours would just be a bunch of holes, I guess. And Not mine. Theirs. Oh, Sims. I don't want that. Baby Sims. Yeah, Baby Sims. That's his mood board. That's his like. This is my dream room. I mean, the holes were his signature thing. They're called Sims Holes. That, you know, it's just a very famous mood board. And I, I'll put this on the Instagram or something, but we've got some some drawings of what they think these holes look like, even though people have flown over these points now, and there are no holes to speak of, except that the government is covering them up and that they are there, apparently. 
I don't know. So Sims, I don't understand. I don't know why Sims, where'd he get the idea of these holes? Where'd he see these holes? Because his whole big thing was he's like, I want to go to the North Pole. I want to see this big hole that I've been dreaming about. (laughs) (laughs) Just the idea some man being like, I'm pretty sure there's a big hole at the North Pole, but I'm not sure. So I should go so I can gaze into I it. I want to look at it. So, Truly. Well, I mean, he didn't want to just look at it. He wanted to go in the hole. He wanted to go into the inner earth because that's the place to be. Are we sure he doesn't have some sort of like fetish? It's too easy to make it into a sex thing. Becca, let's be adults. It's too easy? It's too easy? It's too easy. Do we need to subvert expectations? <laughs> exactly. Subvert. <laughs> Fuck. There's nothing sexy about these holes. They're just big, big holes. And they go into the earth. And he wants mm-hmm. in there real bad. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go in there because he believed that the interior of the earth would be stocked with thrifty vegetables and animals, if not men. What's a thrifty vegetable? Top, top five thrifty vegetables. I gotta Google it. <laughs> if there is a list for that, I'll shit. I hope it just pulls up this article. Because <laughs> I can't think of how often the words thrifty vegetables are paired together. I think thrifty vegetables means, like, vegetables that either kept longer or had a longer growing season because of the climate. I literally Googled, what are 18th century thrifty vegetables? <laughs> <laughs> That's my best guess. Man, if you guys really want to look into this, early methods of storage of fruits and vegetables, colonial, you can find out what they grew in 18th century Virginia from spring until late fall. Oh, man, I was hoping it was going to have, like, a YouTube link to my good friend, uh, what's his face? Me and Mark watch him sometimes to go to sleep. Jass and Sons. And he teaches you how to make, like, old, old food. Mmm. And I feel like half the time he's eating it, he's never tried it before. And he's just like, that wasn't as terrible as I thought it was. Anyway, go to my website and buy my masonry jars. He's living his dream. He is. He's like, you know what really interests me? 18th and 19th century, like, meal prep. You know, Jass, live your truth. Learned so much about animal tallow and, and root cellars. Wild. Okay, so Sims is all about hollow stuff and he didn't think that it was just the earth that was hollow like he thought all planetary bodies all moons all planets the whole universe is hollow it's all hollow so we're not special i'm so tired of sim shit i'm already just over it i'm over everything he says just pisses me off yeah i mean (sighs) it's fine continue there's nothing we can do no you continue Oh, where are we? Oh, there it is. Even in the 19th century, Sims, that stupid SOB, his theories were created with derision from the public and scientific community. And Becca. And me. But he would not be silenced, which does not surprise me. He seems like the motherfucking type. (laughs) Sims continued to campaign. God, he just, just imagining him fucking campaigning pisses me off. All right. Giving lectures and publishing letters 
about how the all- the hollow earth always angling for an expedition to the North Pole that would prove his theory. Barreling right through the skeptics, Sims was eventually able to convince enough people of the possibility of his hollow earth that in 1822, he and his supporters actually got Congress to vote on funding for his expedition. <sighs> Just proves if you're the loudest idiot, people will give you what you want to make you go away. Um, don't worry. <laughs> The grant was shot down, but Sims' belief in the inner earth never died. He did, though. (laughs) 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 Fucking finally. I put that in there. I know, and I love it. Thank you. Uh, So he continued to campaign for the theory until his death in 1849. May he rest in misery. Still, students and admirers of Sims' work, including Sims' own son. How did he reproduce? He had like 10 kids. That was in his circular number one. He's like, I dedicate this to my wife and her 10 children. Although he did say her 10 children, so I don't know... If he was just like, I'm disavowing myself of these babies. Or if he was just like, I kind of helped, but she did most of the work. He was too busy being like, I gotta get to those holes. (laughs) 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 So his own son continued to publish materials explaining the increasingly odd theory. I just... I really hope that he was like, this is my dad's thing, and I don't really care about it, but it seems like it was really important to him, so... I miss my dad. I love my dad, even though he was a fool. All my dad cared about was holes. (laughs) Like most weird belief systems, like... I feel like, I know Hollow Earth and Flat Earth don't go together, but I feel like the thing they have in common is that if you believe... In one of these, you often have, like, other weird beliefs that kind of all tie in. And there's so many weird, like, sex and offshoots or whatever. And one of them that was really weird that was tied to traditional hollow earth theory was put forth by a natural healer and eventual cult leader named Cyrus Teed. Um, And he kind of took the idea and flipped it. He said that we were actually living inside of the hollow earth already. And when we looked out at the universe, which was just like an illusion created by some strange solar mechanism, I'm like, you mean a sun or what? He said that the stars were an illusion or like a reflection of something. I don't know. It was weird. But his theory managed to gain enough traction that he actually had a small cult developed around him called the Koreshian Unity. And um, that was because Teed renamed himself Koresh, which... Is also strange because then you've got, like, David Koresh, but apparently that has something to do with, like, Israeli tribes or something. So the fact that they're both weird, biblical-based, whatever, cults, they might have just both stumbled onto the same idea but not actually been related. Anyway, the Koreshians established an extensive colony in Estero, Florida in 1894, um, but most of the community disbanded after Teed's death in 1908. He was supposed to resurrect, but after about two days, he started getting gross, and they were like, okay, I guess this isn't happening. Big surprise. So weird how that happens, huh? Shocking. (laughs) I mean, he had me. I was like, you know, I could see, like, oh, we're inside of the, not hollow earth, but, like, 
the universe is this big thing and we're just this little part. But then it said, once he got to an illusion, I was like, oh, no, okay, never mind. I, you know, I was willing to go like, I mean, maybe, but no, I'm done. I mean, when I heard that part, I kind of, like, my brain went to the whole idea that, like, we're in a simulation or a hologram or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't mean, he didn't know what a computer was, so Mm -mm. probably, probably not that. But Mm -mm. I don't know. Basically, it's it's kind of the ideas around it have been changing ever since then. A modern belief in hollow earth can be kind of hard to pin down, and there are more and more theories that are connected to it. Kind of like I was saying, like people think that the northern lights are gas escaping from the holes. Haha, <laughs> get it? Gas is, is farts. Ah, the northern farts. lights are farts. Um, and they even try to tie them to like Hitler's escape even though Hitler is dead, they thought that the Germans made a deal with the people inside Hollow Earth and that they, like, let him take refuge there. I don't know. They just... Who who do they think it... Like, how... I thought people were weird for thinking that he escaped to, like, Argentina or whatever, but apparently I don't know what I'm talking about because he's inside the Earth right now. With people who are somehow already in the Earth? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's not true. It's just it's just kind of talking about how they always end up pulling in other weird weird stuff and being like you're a part of my my weird ideology now. I'm just like the hollow earth wasn't enough. Like you needed more they got to fill it up. eccentricities to the story. Like this wasn't riveting enough. Mm-mm. Mm. Nah. <sighs> okay. Well, despite the variations a few themes do seem to be common among Hollow Earth truthers. The inside of the Hollow Earth is a lush tropical paradise that very likely houses an advanced race of humans or aliens or giants. Well then, in most scenarios, the inhabitants are the descendants of ancient races such as the Lumerians or, as in Clough's view, the lost ten tribes of Israel, guided there through the North Polar opening by God himself. No matter where they come from, they're generally characterized as peace-loving and advanced far beyond us. How? Okay. They have... Just listen to Clough. He's going <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> they have flying saucer technology. <laughs> they live lives of perfect health for hundreds of years. Their science is much more advanced because they live much longer lives, says Clough. Like the Asari, basically. Mm-hmm. So the Asari live inside of the Earth. Yep. Is what you're telling me. Yep. Cool. It's what Clough's telling you. So has Clough talked to one? No. Have you talked to one, Clough? Have you? Hmm? No, he wants to go inside real bad. <laughs> I bet he fucking does. But he can't get in there. Okay, well, if Earth is hollow and home to all manner of super race and megafauna, why have we never contacted them or gone there? According to Clough, we have. But an international banking conspiracy has worked to cover up the existence of the hollow Earth and hide evidence of any Sims holes. This sort of paranoid, conspiratorial thinking tends to be another hallmark among modern Hollow Earth believers, because there's really no other force that could be keeping us from engaging with the wonders of the inner Earth, given our current level of technology and exploratory, exploratory freedom. That's, I mean, it's kind of like with the like flat Earth stuff, where I don't get why they think... Like, why would NASA lie to us about the Earth being round? What would be the point of lying to us about the Earth being hollow? What do they have to gain from it? I don't know. Like, okay, 
faking the moon landing. I'm not saying we haven't been to the moon. We've definitely been to the moon. But that first one where it's like filmed, I could get why they would fake it because they were in the rush between the Russians and it's the Cold War. And there's all this weird, like, we're more advanced versus that kind of bullshit. I could see the government being like, we couldn't get it to work this year, so let's just fake it. Whatever. I'm not saying it actually happened, but I I could see why that would happen. I don't understand why NASA would keep up, like, a fucking however long, like, 60-year lie that the earth is round i it just doesn't make any fucking sense well even longer that the earth is hollow (sighs) they've been knowing and they won't tell me (laughs) they fucking lied these people i i don't miss sims this guy is less frustrating than sims but he'll get there oh good (laughs) i just mean in in his lifetime he'll get there sims had to live his whole life before he was like peak annoying So, all right, so one of the most popular pieces of evidence for Hollow Earth is a supposed secret journal entry by Admirable... Can I say that word? Admirable? Admirable. Admiral Richard Byrd, who claimed to be the first person to fly over the North and South Pole. According to Believers, it's not capitalized, but might as well be, Uh, Byrd's secret journal from 1947 included a report of flying into one of the Sims holes and making contact with the race that lives inside the Earth. So this dude is like an actual military dude whose like specialty was flying, I guess, around the North and South Pole. And he said something about like how he called, I can't remember if it was Antarctica or if it was when he was over the North Pole, something about, like, the land of mystery or something. And he's like, I hope to see the the world beyond the South Pole or North Pole or whichever one. And so I guess people kind of latched onto that and were like, what does he mean, the world beyond? What does he mean? And they're like, I think they just mean, like, I don't know, like, if he kept going, like, maybe what's past it or, like, what's his next... I don't know, like his next step after being the first person to fly over it. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but if I like was in a plane and I was flying towards the earth, one, why would you do that? Why would you just like nosedive down into the earth? Because he saw a big hole. And secondly, why would you just go into it? Why would you be like, you know what? That looks like a hole that I need to go into right now. This is a job for Richard Bird. <laughs> oh. It's coming through. I'm so tired. I mean, I guess if you've got that adventuring spirit, he's probably a Sagittarius. Maybe it's just I can't relate. Probably. Or an Aquarius. <laughs> I feel like all of these people are Aquariuses. Yeah, Sims is for sure an Aquarius. <laughs> for sure. So, I don't know. People say he's got this secret journal. I couldn't find where, like, someone, I guess, said that they anonymously received the journal from someone. I don't fucking know. But he said that, or after many polar accomplishments, like I said, he's a well-traveled polar man. Um, He organized Operation High Jump in 1947, and the objective of that one was to uh, construct an American training and research facility in the South Pole. Um, some say that we were down there to look for evidence of the rumored German base 211, which I don't know for sure if it's the same thing, but at some point the Germans, I, 
I don't know if I say the Germans or the Nazis because it was during all of that, but they had gone to the South Pole and wanted to establish like a colony or something. I don't know, but they called it New Swabia and it was established around 1939. I mean, you can't really do a whole lot down there. It's really difficult to be at the South Pole. It's not a great tactical spot, but whatever. And so that's what he was probably down there looking at, but they claim that his journal entry or whatever was about him going down inside the earth. And then I've got a beautiful drawing that I don't think it's actually what was in his diary, but this is what they claim was down there. And I guess the the land inside of the world, inside of Hollow Earth, is called Agartha or Agartha or Agarti, the underground city. I don't know. There's so much going on with Hollow Earth. I just can't keep up. This is the survey class on Hollow Earth and Agartha. How do so many conspiracy theories also involve Nazis? Like, I feel like you get like three quarters of the way down like a, a book report on some sort of conspiracy theory. And then they're all of a sudden there's Nazis and you're like, where'd they come from? How? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, some of it, I can't tell if it's, if there are just ideas that they were into, like a lot of occult stuff, or if that was a real thing, or if they're just like, oh, the Nazis were scary, so we're going to tie this into it as well, because it's like, oh, this paranormal stuff is scary, so we're Nazis. Bada bing, bada boom. I just... I mean, there's, like, Nazi stuff with the that airport that we did the episode on, and... Oh, yeah, the Denver airport? Um, yeah, and... I feel like there's a couple of other theories where I'm just like, man, you want to make your theory edgier, I guess you sprinkle in some shitty assholes. Guess so. So, Bird, in this hidden diary entry or whatever, he met the master, in all quotes, which is the city's leader who told him of his concerns about the surface world. Uh, The master said, our interest rightly begins just after your race race is capitalized, I guess he's talking about humans, um, exploded the first atomic bombs over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan. It was that alarming time we sent our flying machines, the flugelrads, to your surface world oh to investigate your, what your race had done. You see, we have never interfered before in your race's wars and barbarity, but now we must, for you have learned to tamper with a certain power that is not for your man, mainly that of atomic energy. Our emissaries have already delivered messages to the power of your world, and yet they do not heed. And also, according to the Master, places like Tibet, the Great Pyramid of Giza, and the North Pole also all have tunnels leading to Agartha, and there's all this other stuff that we apparently are never going to find out, because once Bird made his report to his superiors or whatever, they were like, you can't tell anybody and neither can anyone who went with you. You know how how they do. Well, of course. So I don't know. So this is like, you know, they're like, this is the greatest bit we've got. There's so much shit in there. You can't believe it. It's so sad that he couldn't tell us about it. But I mean, you know me, I think it's it's fake. Typically, normally I want to believe, but I don't want to believe in this. I don't want this. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this, please. Through the mid-2000s and into the early 2010s, Clough was actually a part of the long-gestating 
expedition known most recently as the North Pole Inner Earth Expedition. Unfortunately, after a number of setbacks, including backers and members of the team falling victim to calamities ranging from cancer to fatal plane crashes, the expedition was put on hiatus. Had the expedition been successful, the team would have chartered one of the world's largest ice-breaking ships straight to the North Pole, where they would have attempted to contact the denizens of the hollow earth through the hole they believed they would find. Clough believes that the various setbacks to the project are the work of the international banking conspiracy, again, but is hopeful that they will someday get be able to get funding and a new expedition leader to help continue the project. And even if he doesn't, the hollow earth theory will likely continue on until humans can actually peer into the earth's core. Who can say it's not filled with Germans or aliens or a very small sun connected to fishing wire? <laughs> I just like how they always are... They make sure to mention, it's a very little sun. It's so small. It's just a little baby sun. Little precious baby sun. Little baby sun, tuck it in, go to sleep. Honk shoe, honk shoe. <sighs> but them's hollow earth. I can't wait to go one day. My energy was so high at the beginning of this, <laughs> and now I've just been beat down. Just, just have it all sucked out of you. <sighs> Sims. Don't let him have your energy. Take it back, Becca. <sighs> Son of a beep. Yeah, Hollow Earth is, uh, it's, it's interesting, I guess. It is fake, but whatever. Here's the thing. I'm willing to buy Hollow Earth if it's well, the Hollow Earth from Godzilla. Okay, now i got to see Godzilla. i got to know what, what this Hollow Earth you're talking about. That's so Honestly, cool. if they did a whole movie about the Hollow Earth part of Godzilla, I, I'll go. I don't care if I fall asleep. I'll go. <laughs> I'll wake you up for that part. Thank you. <sighs> so what you got this week that's spooky or good or whatever? I sent it to you and Rachel, but I found this comic on the internet, like a webcomic. And the sad thing is, is like, it's still ongoing. And you know how webcomics do where mm-hmm. they update really infrequently. And so I read all of it and now I'm caught up in it. I don't know when they'll be doing more of it, but it was a webcomic called Blackwater. And I get the feeling it's going to be like a werewolf type thing, which I'm not normally into werewolves, but the art on it is really good. And there's like a big tough guy and like a little shrimpy dude and they're going to fall in love. And that is my jam, apparently. I just love to read about people falling in love. It's very cute. But there's also werewolves, so it's kind of scary. It's on their Tumblr. They said that it's going to be, I guess, like an actual comic. So I don't know if... That's kind of why it takes so long is because, like, it's actually going to be in print or whatever. But I don't know, the art style is just really cool. I think the first half of it or so is on Webtoons, which made it easier to read. The only real drawback was that, as far as I could tell, it was mainly just on Tumblr. And, of course, they've got Twitters and Twitters? They've got a Twitter and stuff like that, but it's hard to read in that format because you got to go like all the way back to the beginning instead of going to like a website where you can go and be like, all right, page one, page two, page three. But it was worth it. I mean, the art was really, really neat and I liked all the character designs and I liked it. Also, oh my God, I was in the clown club for two seconds. Becca's, Fake ass. Becca's Fake ass. <laughs> Fake ass. Clown Club member. I was in the fake ass clown club for the Final Fantasy VIII remake. I was watching the the Square Enix conference, and every year, like I do, 
Whenever I'm talking to my friends, I'm like, man, I can't wait to see the Final Fantasy VIII remake. I'm so excited. And I say that because they were never going to do it. They hate Final Fantasy VIII. It's the redheaded stepchild of the Final Fantasies. And it's such a bummer because for whatever reason, I love it. I don't know. Like, it's not super good, but I love it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of nostalgia for it, too. I remember watching you play it. So, <sighs> like, it just... reminds me of just being in, what, we were, like, eighth grade. When you played it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I had a, a copy that I borrowed from Timothy and I never gave it back after we broke up. Fuck you, Timothy. I mean, thanks, Timothy, for <laughs> in, in giving us multiple hours of enjoyment through this beautiful game that we now still cherish. Yeah, although I did just emulate it later because I... That's fine. You know. I mean, discs, they, they don't last forever. I'm just excited, and I never thought it would happen, and then all of a sudden, they started playing the the Liberi Fatale, whatever, and, <laughs> and I jumped up out of my chair. I was completely alone except for my cat, and I'm screeching, and I'm sweating, and I'm so excited, and Mark is in his office, like, with the door shut, and I don't want to miss the rest of the announcement, but I'm just like, Mark! Mark! <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it. And it's really happening. And I'm just so happy for us because I thought that it would never happen. And now it is. And it's coming out sometime this year. And I just thank you so much, Lord Santos, for this bounty. Truly on this day, we are blessed by Lord Santos. I'm happy to pay that price, that, mm. that blood price. I mean, I'm very excited about it because I definitely haven't played it uh, really ever. I mostly just watched you play it because I'm not good at Final Fantasy games. I hope I'm better at this one because I can do other ones, but it had kind of a weird leveling system that I was not yeah. good at because they level up with you. And so even if you got stronger, they got stronger with you. So you couldn't really grind and the magic draw system was weird. Whatever. I love it so much. And I just thank you, Lord Santos. What's it like to get the things you want? I don't know, my friend. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I did feel really guilty <laughs> about joking about how it was never going to happen. And then it happened. And in my heart of hearts, I was like, man, Becca wanted that other thing so bad. And they didn't, they didn't deliver. I mean, what's new? It's fine. The world is chaos. There's no order. Some people get what they want. Some people don't. There's, there's no rhyme or reason for anything. Final Fantasy VIII, baby. I mean, I'm happy for you. I feel bad because, like, I thought, like, ah, oh, the announcement of Animal Crossing is gonna, like, it's gonna make me feel so much better. And it didn't. I think it's just because you still know you're gonna have to wait a little bit. But yeah. it'll be worth it. You're gonna pull vault right into your, your abandoned island. And you're gonna owe all that money to that little raccoon man. And I appreciate that they made the little, like... Animal Crossing character look like me. I liked when Cass was like, did anyone else notice that Becca was in the trailer? <laughs> How did she get in there? Look at me pole vaulting. Look at me sitting at a campfire. Hell yeah. You're so outdoorsy. Right? I'm not. But I guess if I was living in a cute town like that, maybe I would be. Hmm. What, what do I have to share? Um. Hmm. Do I have anything to share? I mean, you saw Godzilla. You got yep. your Animal Crossing. Yeah. That might be it. Oh, I know. Uh, we can shout out Deathman. 
Oh, yeah, we got an email. I know we, we shouted out to Deathman before, and then mm-hmm. we actually got an email from him, which is wild, because um, Secrets Out, we always ask for people to email, and then no one ever does. In two years, we've gotten exactly one email, and it was from Deathman. So yep. thanks, Deathman. Yeah, it was really nice. He said he was really excited for Project Bluebird. Big Bird. Excuse me, Big Bird. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Do not disrespect me. <laughs> do not disrespect That's the big birds, that duck saying, do not disrespect me. <laughs> but, but yeah, but that was cool. It felt really nice. If you've got any spooky, scary stories, you can send them to that email. It's ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is Ghost Emoji Show, and also our Instagram is Ghost Emoji Show. Yeah. So follow us on there if you don't already. We we post pretty regularly on the Instagram. I'm trying to do better with the Twitter. But that's where we put, like, photos and stuff like that from whatever. Sometimes I put inappropriate ghost memes. I love it. I just, I mean, that's my, that's my flavor. Inappropriateness and ghosts. I think that's going to do it for us. Um, I guess, apparently, I don't know when it's happening, but uh, iTunes or whatever is going bye-bye so you can follow us on apple podcasts which honestly i think that's what i actually use i don't think i actually use itunes but Mm-mm. it's apple podcasts you can follow us on google play we're on spotify uh podbean all that good stuff so wherever you follow us if you want to give us a, a like if you want to recommend us to somebody give us a review reviews are always appreciated you know it's that time again folks where you have to remember that you got to say goodbye. Pulsating, giant, aching goodbye. Ugh. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>